This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get busy. Topics worthy of discussion. It's the panel part of the program at this time every weekday afternoon for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Joining us in the house, as he does nearly every single Thursday of his waking existence, the Deputy Mayor, Stephen Holliday. He's also the counselor for Ward 2 at Tobacco Center. How's Stephen? Oh, I'm doing great. It was a great day to walk down to Chorus Key, enjoying some of those last days of summers down here by the lake. It's fantastic. Where were you walking from? Oh, down from City Hall, of oh, course. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good, a spirited jaunt. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I took about... the subway part way and oh. then walked across. I had to enjoy the waterfront. Yeah. Right. It's okay. gorgeous down here. So you got off at Union Station. Yeah, well. Okay, you know. so it was from Union to here. It was less jaunty. Yeah, that's about 15 <laughs> minutes uh, that you'll never Still get back. Still broke a sweat. It no, was worth <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. Different from your day job, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Stephen Holiday with us. Maddie DiMuccio is CEO of the Society for Quality Education and president of the York Region Taxpayers Association. Maddie, good to have you in for the first time on The Oakley Show. Thank you very much, John, and hello, fellow panelists. I'm very happy to be here. We're excited to have you here. Kim Wright rounding out the panel, the principal at Wright Strategies. How's Kim? Fantastic. It feels like a Monday, but even better because it's Thursday. Yeah, it is. Closer to the weekend. Of course, Monday's close to the weekend, but in the rearview mirror. Uh, that all being said, I heard you guys mumbling something about going to the CNE, and you went today, didn't you, Stephen? No, I went a few days ago. Oh, a few days ago. You're wearing a, a hat that says that uh, you were at the CNE. Well, it's a 416 hat, and it's uh, it was a startup company down there. It's got branded 416 stuff, but, uh, you know, me being a big fan of the city, I had to have one. I've been wearing it proudly. And, uh, you know, I had a great time at the CNE, as I always do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a board member, but I'm a dad, too, brought three kids that had a great time. So I encourage uh, everyone in Toronto and the GTA to find a way to come down. Well, Let's give us go. two or three recommends, uh, must-sees if you're at the CNE, notwithstanding well, the rides and stuff like that. Yeah, the rides are always cool, but they've got a, a lantern uh, show or festival, which is indoors in the darkened rooms, nice and cool in there to escape the heat. And you see some, uh, some uh, legends and fairy tales. Um, there's the National Geographic's uh, 50 pictures, uh, 50 memorable photos. I should use the correct language. Um, the, always the food specials are exciting. And uh, I like walking through the, um, the, the flea market, the, the, the marketplace. Uh, they always bring really neat international stuff. And uh, this year I really enjoyed it. I remember one particular vendor, he had Russian memorabilia. And it was, he was great to talk to because he was so proud about it. And I don't know how he sells it because he, he liked it all. <laughs> can't part with it so it's just on display what, what would typically be you know uh, pictures of Vladislav Tretiak or cosmonauts or no, uh, parts well, of the Sputnik it, one thing he had was $30 it was a it was an officer's cap and it had a whole bunch of pins on it from Russia I'm like this if you're into that history or whatever this is really cool it's probably been sold by now but uh, he had a whole bunch of neat stuff and you know talking to the vendors and and some of the experiences they've got and the stories it makes it all worth it Please tell me there was a Trump poster in the Russian booth. That would have just made my day. No, no, there was no Ah, Trump poster there. (laughs) Well, you see, uh, always. Always about the politics. Yeah, he's (laughs) he's, he's your convenient whipping boy. But anybody associated with Trump is also toxic, from what I understand, because Sean Spicer, his press secretary, his initial press secretary, is going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and the guy who hosts the program, Tom Bergeron, was tweeting out furiously how uh, he is furious about that. He thinks that there's uh, no place for this guy in, I guess, a tolerance, uh, tolerant dance show for Sean Spicer. I mean, do you understand that? So Tom Bergeron, the host, uh, who has been a longtime host uh, and mainstay on the ABC network, he had actually talked to the producers over the summer and really was hoping that there wouldn't be politics this season. Right. 
I don't know. I don't know how you don't have politics, but that's just me. Uh, so well, on a when, dance show? Well, when there's lots of politics. There's lots of redemption stories. Really, Dancing with the Stars is often about really interesting redemption stories and people trying to reframe their own uh, celebrity, if you really? will. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so not only you know, how to do a really good cha-cha, but uh, how to redeem yourself from the, with the general public. Sean Spicer took this as an opportunity to redeem himself. Uh, but Tom Bergeron took exception to it because he thought he had to deal with the producers, but uh, they decided to go in a different direction, and he took to Twitter uh, to show no, his I displeasure. I understand all that, so. but what do you think? Do you think that this is somehow uh, it's inappropriate for Sean Spicer to be on a, a show of redemption, dancing and redemption? Who knew? <laughs> Look, the, this it, light it, motif has reared its head. I just it, thought it was tripping is, the light no, fantastic. not at all. There's oh. always lots of redemption stories. The general public likes a good de- redemption story, and oh. look, if the p- general public doesn't like what he's doing or how he's there, uh, then they will vote him off the proverbial dance floor. No matter how good he is uh, doing, I mean, this is nuts, isn't it, Maddie? I mean, Sean Spicer is persona non grata in the dance world? I actually have more of an issue with the host uh, making this a big deal. I think, first of all, I think it's good for ratings. I think, you know, it it brought the show up, you know, it's it's trending on Twitter, so it's it's a big deal and people are going to probably tune in. But I don't think it was really the host's position to decide, you know, to have his personal opinion about what he thinks about a, spe- a specific person who was associated with Trump. Um, sure, you know, you can you can go into into Spicer's history and say, you know, he's done all these, you know, all these alleged lies, you know, all these things that he's he's done wrong. But essentially, that was his job. I mean, isn't that our jobs to lie for the people we work for in <laughs> politics? That's just how it is. Um, so for the host to, you know, just to say, you know, I don't, I don't essentially don't like this guy who cares you know what i didn't know he could do the mamba that might be an interesting thing he you know, did he did say however that he didn't want to see anyone from politics he wasn't just on the but, Trumpy, but those, originally but, but that you know was what those. a lot of those people those those stars that are on the show they have a political voice too let's let's just admit that hollywood has become so political that everyone has an opinion now so if i look at someone like meryl streep i think well what did she say about trump right there's a lot of people out there in hollywood who have that political opinion well right. let's just the next Notwithstanding a former actor became a president, Hollywood has always been political. That's not a new thing. I get well, that people decidedly get, political. I get I that mean, people in the no social media world. There is no room for dissent. There is no room for dissent. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I guess on the endangered species list in Hollywood right now are Republicans. There's John Voight, uh, Chachi, and uh, who else? It's a very short <laughs> list. Anyway, uh, the point being that you know, uh, people are being uh, shut out. And shut down. We saw that yesterday, by the way, with the uh, ethics committee hearing. And I got to ask around the horn because this is either arrogance uh, or it's smart politics. How do you see it, Stephen Holliday? The liberals just put the kibosh on this whole thing. Mario Dion said, I'm around the corner. Just uh, give me a holler. I'll come here on a moment's notice. I can explain everything that I found in my 63-page comprehensive report. And it was still born because the liberals had the majority. Smart politics in their part, or does it reflect negatively, show them to be arrogant? I think it's gross. I mean, I, I, I'm a, of a, a political uh, entity, a council, that whenever a report like this comes forward, we have that chance to cross-examine it in a public way and ask the questions. And the process is the process. People that may have a predisposition to support or not support it will ask the questions that they want. But this is the the... the the essence of transparency, you have this thing out in the open. I'm really upset as a Canadian. Uh, were the liberals shrewd? Of course they were. They shut the story down. Because the longer and the more legs that this story has, the more damage it has. Because at the end of the day, I think most people aren't paying attention to it, especially in the last throes of summer. 
and uh, any any techniques to breathe life into it by the opposition are things that are going to help them politically as we head into the election. Well, we were just talking to uh, the conservative MP from Thornhill, Peter Kent, on the committee yesterday. Uh, yeah, he's uh, dismayed. He still thinks this has legs. Uh, Maddie, how do you see it? I mean, is there anything, uh, a point or purpose to pursue this even further, given that the polls are reflecting that maybe Canadians are disengaged, they're not really, you know, uh, following this story? Maybe. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Stephen. I think that um, it is important. Uh and are we really surprised that the Liberals, they've done this, they've pulled the same stunt before. They're trying to, um, they're, they're trying to, to, to put a, a stop to it. But I think, you know, let's just put partisan feelings aside here. This really is an issue of transparency. Look, you've got a report from an ethics commissioner. That's not a small deal. Um, I think the next, the next thing uh, for people to understand this report is to have, uh, you know, him explain it. And I think it is essential for this government to allow Canadians to understand it. Now, I understand that the polls are not showing that people are showing that people don't care about it. I don't know. It could be the summer. It could. I think it's a little too sophisticated for so many voters to understand. And I think that many voters have come to expect corruption as being part of government, which is really, really sad. I know that sounds awful, but this is angry. really, it's changed. I mean, look, we, we, I was at a councillor years, 10 years ago. This stuff w- would have been huge back then. Now it's just, you know, oh, it's just a little blip on the political radar. And that's very sad. But I think, though, that Trudeau, who continues to be arrogant, and as we saw yesterday, they turned down the ability, the, uh, the, you know, that the, that uh, John could testify. Um, I think that that shows his arrogance. And the more he's arrogant, the more that will bother voters. Because I think voters can handle corruption, but they don't like arrogance. And that's been proven before historically. There you go. <clears throat> it can only accrue to the benefit of your friend Jugmeet Singh there, Kim. It, it absolutely can. Look, this is this is a significant issue for Canadians. This is corruption. This is uh, obstruction of justice. This is not a pair of sunglasses from a premier or a trip to the Aga Khan's private island, which were also slaps uh, from uh, from the ethics commissioner on Prime Minister Trudeau. This was an overstep of a deferred prosecution agreement uh, in a criminal proceeding, which he tried to try and tried and tried and tried to make this about jobs, which it was never about jobs because all of those people could have gotten other jobs in other places. SNC admitted that themselves. He didn't care about jobs when it came to the workers at GM. He certainly doesn't care about the workers when it comes to uh, what's happening in Alberta. This has been the Liberals trying to change the channel on a gross overstep of their ability of, in the, of the Prime Minister and the and his office and his staff, a trying to obstruct justice and trying to uh, push around his Attorney General and his Cabinet. He has got multiple problems and then threw everyone under the bus. This is also a problem not only for the Prime Minister and the Liberals and their brand. This is also a problem for MP Judy Scro, who was very clear in her comments at the time saying, put up or shut up, this is a fake news story. And now they have put up, and last I checked, she hasn't really apologized for that, so I think she's on the shut up train. What has Sheila Kopp said about this, by the way? <laughs> I didn't look at reader Twitter feeds, so... Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Uh, I know that Christian Freeland, though, was uh, speaking glowingly of Mike Pompeo and the way he helped to shepherd the USMCA, the trade deal, uh, son of NAFTA, because he was up in Ottawa today mm-hmm. on his way to the G7 meeting in France on a weekend, and uh, she was really giving him big ups. Does that surprise you? I mean, uh, I thought she was inimical to uh, anybody affiliated with Trump. Oh, that's you, Kim. Oh, <laughs> 
look, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Donald Trump on Dancing with the Stars. I just just <laughs> like seeing him in the White House at times. But uh, no, Christian Freeland and the and the and the Prime Minister's team need to wrap their arms around anything that looks like good trade because every time they are shown to be an abject failure in the trade wars, uh, Andrew Shear's numbers go up. And so they needed this good news story. Frankly, this goes back to the Prime Minister's failure on China, where he says his strategy is working, to which I would say to the Prime Minister and his team, what would not working on China look like? Well, hey, loving on Trump is uh, just real politic, and that was the reason for it. I wanted to uh, pivot back to some local matters, and uh, that's right in the wheelhouse of the Deputy Mayor, Stephen Holliday, who is with us, as well as the Education File. Matty DiMuccio is the CEO of the Society for Quality Education, so we'll get you to weigh in on those matters and more. And Kim Wright, a principal at Wright Strategies, on our panel this afternoon on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.